if you're like me, you've been working too hard, but not working out enough. And sometimes just the act of getting to the gym, especially during the busy work week, is just too much. <laughs> I know that's my excuse. And that's why uh, my wife went out and uh, got an echelon, because it brings the gym home. And I mean, it's just, honey, I'm so, uh, if it were downstairs and closer to me, probably I would. Uh, anyway, my wife is using the, uh, the EX3 bike, uh, and she loves it. I do, too. When I'm, man, when I am on that, I tell you. The live and on-demand uh, classes with great music from your artists, with Echelon, you can work out any time, day or night, achieve your fitness goals. Uh, certified fitness trainers are supportive, engaging, fun, and I love them myself. I, my wife will have to speak for herself, but I love them. Get an Echelon EX3 bike risk-free for 30 days, plus free shipping and assembly. Get this exclusive radio offer with the free bonuses valued at $250. Go to echelonfit.com slash Beck. Echelonfit.com slash Beck. Final hour of the program. Uh, this hour, Senator Rand Paul stops by. He's going to talk about the uh, latest uh, Senate hearing that is still upcoming with Dr. Fauci. He is on it. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. Also, the Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Uh, he's also a U.S. Senate candidate. He's going to talk to us about the uh, litigation on immigration, the the uh, vaccine mandates. Also, if we have time, the Google, um, the uh, Google lawsuit from several states that he's one of the leaders on. I'm telling you, if, the, if half of this stuff is true about Google, uh, they have gone full fledged evil. All that and more coming up in 60 seconds. Oh, program. man, don't you love runaway inflation, especially this time of year? Uh, I don't know. Stu, did you hear the uh, New York Times, the daily today with Michael Bobaro? I did not. Oh, it was great. No. So tell me, what is the definition of inflation? And do experts think that Biden really is responsible for it? Um, let me guess what the answer was. Oh, guess. Was guess. It, You'll never uh, guess. No. Oh, my gosh. Come on. <laughs> you heard it? it. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, anyway, it's coming. Uh, and you know what? You already feel it. If you're buying meat, if you're buying gas, if you're buying pretty much anything. Um, right now, there is one thing that you should do, and that is prepare for impact. Uh, there are several things that you can do, but one of them is something that I've been preaching to you for a long time, and that is secure physical gold or silver. Uh, silver is a really important asset, uh, in my opinion, because I think when this happens, gold is going to be worth so much. Hey, can could you break a 10000 so I could buy some milk? I just don't think that that is uh, something that's going to happen an awful lot. Goldline is currently offering up to 6% free metals included with any qualifying self-directed IRA acquisition. 
Call today and find out how to use a portion of your IRA, 401k, or other retirement vehicles to acquire physical precious metals. Call Goldline today. Do your own homework and figure it out. You're smart enough. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Eric Schmidt is running for U.S. Senate. He is uh, also the Missouri Attorney General. I'd love to have you in the uh, U.S. Senate, but where does that leave Missouri? Uh, you have somebody good to replace you as the Attorney General? There'll be a long line of people on okay. that job, I'm sure. Um, you were here in Texas just a couple of weeks ago, and you were here because you were supporting a lawsuit uh, against the Biden administration of Texas. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that lawsuit first on the border. Yeah, so we went to El Paso with the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton and announced our lawsuit um, for Joe Biden to finish the wall. The fact is, $3.8 billion was appropriated by Congress. The president has no authority um, to not spend that money on the border wall. Right. Uh, under the Take Care Clause of the Constitution, he swears an, o- an oath to uphold the Constitution and faithfully execute the laws of the country. Um, so there's a constitutional argument to be sure. There's also an administrative law, um, argument that basically this is arbitrary and capricious, their decision not to do it because when the Trump administration moved forward with that wall, they gave a lot of great evidence in the record as to why walls are important Mm -hmm. and traveling with those border patrol agents. It's amazing. Glenn, you go from no wall to some wall to a haphazard wall to a permanent wall to no wall all the while. There are materials 20 feet away for a 30 foot high permanent wall. And Missouri's interest in this is just like it was with the Remain in Mexico lawsuit that we filed with Texas that we won at the Supreme Court in a 6 3 decision. Now, amazingly, we have to go back to court to enforce that. Jeez. It's amazing. This but this is the really bad thing about this administration. Yeah. Usually, the, the administration, I mean, first of all, the president's job, the veto, is supposed to be for something he thinks is unconstitutional, not something he doesn't like, something that is unconstitutional. Instead, he is supporting things that they say are unconstitutional, but let's give it a whirl. Let's see what the Supreme Court says. But then when they come back and say it's unconstitutional, they don't change their behavior. Right. We got to go back in court now and enforce that. And it is unprecedented. And it goes to show you, I think, how far... The left is willing to go, and they are playing for keeps. But you don't have to look very far in the, in the yeah. Senate right now. You're a, a senator or two away from adding states to the union, packing the Supreme Court, federalizing our elections. I mean, they mean business. Yeah, they do. And um, and so that's why I think it's very important for the attorneys general across the country to step up in our system of federalism, which, by the way, the founders knew very well human nature And they devised a system of government that spread out power, diffused it so no one branch, no one person ever got too powerful. They're supposed to jealously guard it. Um, And the states play an important role in that too, right? The states created the federal government, a government of limited powers. By the way, one of those limited powers is securing the border. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's up to the states now to push back and say, you need to do your job. You have the money, $3.8 billion, to finish this border wall. Go do it. There is a policy in place that can protect our southern border, the Remain in Mexico policy that we want in the Supreme Court. Now go implement that. So, and by the way, all that, Glenn, is to, meant to protect individual liberty, right? It diffuses power so individuals can live their lives. Correct. We're talking to Eric Schmidt. He's the Missouri Attorney General. The, the, the problem is, is that 
everything at the federal level, all of the checks and balances seemingly have broken down. And so it's now on the states. It's on you guys uh, in particular, the attorney generals. I had somebody, one of my very, very cynical uh, producers who wasn't so cynical, you know, just a few years ago, um, uh, say, what good do these attorney generals do? I mean, it's a it's a press conference and then nothing happens. Well, unfortunately, the courts move a little bit slower, slower than we'd like to. Right. Um, but I think we're starting to see those results. And so the truth is, I mean, he's been in office for less than 300 days. It, yes. Amazingly, it feels like a it lot feels longer like than a that. Lot longer. But it does feel like a culture in our country is slipping away. And I think it is up to the AGs right now to push back. We're getting some wins. The The federal leasing are the uh, the um, drilling on federal lands. We won that lawsuit. We've got the Keystone XL pipeline in the mix. Missouri. So wait, 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 wait. What does that mean? Meaning that Biden on day one, there are two, I think, two major policy um priorities for him on day one energy and immigration Mm -hmm. so what he did was is he came in on day one and tried to undo everything all the successes that president trump had right cancel the keystone xl pipeline Mm -hmm. he created a working group called um well to to analyze what the quote-unquote social cost of greenhouse gases is now here's this is like nostradamus not newton right they predict into the future. John Kerry, the climate czar, leads this group. I'm not making this up. Mm-hmm. Leads this group, predict hundreds of years into the future what migration patterns and warfares look like. And they attribute all of that cost to greenhouse gases, right? Pull it back into real time, present day value, and then charge these agencies to go tax and regulate agriculture, manufacturing. And we've got a lawsuit to fight that too. And by the way, that's going to seep into all these regulatory actions anyway. You see some of this rhetoric that's being spouted off by Biden over in Europe right now as they mm-hmm. fly, to fly in their private jets there and mm-hmm. have their cars idling for them. Um, this is the next round of executive actions and continual emergency orders like we're seeing with the, the vaccine. He issues. said yesterday that he is issuing an emergency order on uh on climate change yeah and i was just having this debate with somebody just the other day about what do you it doesn't stop with the covid19 it doesn't stop if you allow them this amount of play the the next thing that is a health hazard is climate change and gun control absolutely and you got jb pritzker in our neighboring state already rattling that saber a little bit talking about a public health crisis and emergency orders this stuff that's why so in missouri i have been very aggressive not just pushing back against the federal government overreach but also these lo- local petty tyrants right in st louis county the county it's the largest county it's a million people the county executive has tried to on his own issue a mask order we fought him in court um, and won to stop the forced masking of a million people right this is a much larger debate this is about who we are this is about who we've been and who we're going to be we've been the freest country in the history of the world it's been an exception. That's when we talk about American exceptionalism, right? Our founders believed that everybody has a right to pursue their dreams, right? And that they knew human nature and that tyrants throughout the course of human history and even today try to accumulate and aggregate and exert power and control. And we're living it and we've got to fight back on every front. I said on a video that went viral um, that uh, I don't want to live in some futuristic biomedical dystopian Mm-hmm. medical state i don't mm-hmm. and so my job right now is to fight back on every front with everything i've got to protect individual rights and liberty 
So let's talk about what you're doing um, with the mandates, because mm-hmm. we got a call from uh, some 3M plant workers in your state. Yep. Uh, and they're like, look, we I mean, we're going to lose our job. And where are we going to work? Where are we going to work if these mandates uh, happen? So what what are the states doing? What are you doing to stop this? So there's two fronts here. Uh, the, the first one opened up last week. Missouri led a 10-state coalition against the federal contractor mandate, vaccine mandate, which is an enormous power grab by the federal government and could, according to the Department of Labor, affect about 25% of workers who have some connection, re- connection to a federal contract, even though they're not mm-hmm. working on anything related mm-hmm. to any federal dollars. But again, this is about you will obey you can work today. You can't work today. You're fired. Do what we say. Put the mask on. Take the ma- take the vaccine. And again, I think it fits into a much larger picture, right? It and does. fight. It and does. so, so we're fighting. Missouri's leading on that. We anticipate the employer mandate coming in a matter of days. So you can't file anything for like against 3M or against you know all companies doing this until they're actually. So there's something. Yeah. So once that order is actually issued um, for the employer mandate, right, once that order is issued, then we have the ability to sue right now. What he's doing, Joe Biden's doing is he said this weeks, month over a month ago. Yeah, we're going to do it. And I think he's applying a lot of pressure to these entities before he actually issues. And you don't have a right to stop. Correct. Um, But he's trying to pressure these businesses into doing it, which is cynical at best. Mm -hmm. And um, and again, about power and control and um i think they're also waiting because they know they're going to lose it could be that they're waiting because this virginia race too who knows is i mean all these things are incredibly unpopular people see it for what it is which is the heavy hand of government forcing people to do things that in their own good conscience might not do i i think people ought to be able to make these decisions it's like the ma- the forced masking of five-year-olds i know Parents and now can, the vaccination of five-year-olds. Yeah, parents can make these decisions. And by the way, the the left has dreamed of this scenario for a long time, mm-hmm. right? To have the state enter our lives in mm-hmm. every conceivable way and continue to get bigger and bigger. And I think that as a conservative, the, the maximum amount of space between the state and the individual so they can pursue their dreams, make their choices, is the right place for us to be. And we have to fight for it. It's never been in more danger than it is right now. There's no doubt about it. We're talking to Eric Schmidt. He is the Missouri Attorney General and the candidate for the U.S. Senate. Uh, more with him. I want to get into the details of this Google lawsuit that really kind of came out yesterday that are stunning. If those things are true, it's stunning what Google is actually doing. Uh, back in just a second. If there's one thing I hate, it's having to deal with buying or selling a house. I mean, it is. I mean, it's bad. And it's twice as bad when you're buying and selling a house, which is usually the case. There's so many things to worry about, so many things that you have to get done. And you need a really good partner, somebody who can help you get your house ready to sell, help you get into the right neighborhood and get the right house for the right price when you buy. When it comes to picking a real estate agent, it is vital that you get somebody beyond competent, somebody who not only has the energy and the knowledge to work really hard for you, but also somebody who has networked into your local area or the area that you're wanting to buy and has a system of advertising that is already driving buyers to their website to look at houses. So there's a built in market already. 
Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name kind of says, says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's my company. It's a free service to you. We will help you um, pair with the person that will get the job done right in the most um, pleasant of manner. Also, get it done fast, but make sure you're getting the best price for your house, both the one you're buying and the one you're selling. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so uh, we're talking to Eric Schmidt, the um, Missouri Attorney General and U.S. Senate candidate. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, the the Google lawsuit. That By the we, way, not to be confused with the Eric Schmidt from Google. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. I know. I know. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, the the lawsuit. We've heard talk about it for a for a while that it was coming. Um, and yesterday is at least the first time I saw it. Was it just was it just filed? No, it's been filed. I think more details are starting to come out about the allegations for sure. So I'm I'm looking at it, and it's like 170 pages. Uh, and the the things they're doing, the antitrust things that they appear to be doing, the way they are just manipulating, lying, and controlling of so much online is terrifying it is and i think this is the uh you know the tyranny of big tech is a real thing and in my view if you want to take a step back originally you know when the internet um was uh, first came into the public consciousness it was sort of this big ibm machine right like mm-hmm. this, this supercomputer somewhere mm-hmm. which certainly connoted uh the connotations um were that it was centralized right then you see in the 90s this kind of democratization Mm -hmm. right which is kind of my view of what the internet should be people have access to information Mm -hmm. and um people can freely communicate it is a platform and by the way that's when those section 230 protections came into play Mm -hmm. in 1996 because hey if you're just going to be a platform for people to put their ideas out we're not going to hold you accountable like a publisher right 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 now things have changed. Mm-hmm. Now we see the centralization again by a few companies that control a massive, more information that the world has ever had at its fingertips in the history of mankind. 90% of the searches are controlled by Google. And if you think about that, that is immense power. And when that power is utilized in a way that Google is utilizing it, it's very scary. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not only violating privacy, they're colluding uh, with Facebook to... Uh, thwart investigations into them from the federal government, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, and they are, they are um, telling people that are doing business with them that you're going to get this data and et cetera, but they're not giving that data to people. They're, they're consuming all that data. Correct. And the, and the algorithms, if you are um, paying to be, you know, advertising yeah. on Google and you're on, and you maybe you're not a favored industry or mm-hmm. company and you end up on page 12 not page one mm-hmm. it's over right what right. is the what is it nobody gets to see behind the curtain with you know in the land i don't of think Oz i've here. made it past three <laughs> right? and that's when i was really <laughs> looking for something i'm sure i've seen search <laughs> yeah. results for me too i'm yeah. sure that i end up on <laughs> yeah you know the, the bad stories are at the front of the yeah, line yeah yeah but um 
but yeah, this the the the, uh, the antitrust essentially, if you wanted to boil it down into layman's terms, is that um, they have created an anti-competitive um, atmosphere, right? By using their power, particularly with the deals that they have with Apple, with um, Verizon, or not Verizon, but um, Microsoft, Microsoft, all, so basically be the preferred search engine, right? Mm-hmm. And they will do anything to maintain the position at the top of the heap and the practices that they're employing to do that are anti-competitive and violate antitrust laws. And so for me, again, that's Google, but I think as it relates to big tech, this is a, uh, one of the most important issues that not a lot of people are talking about, but that think about it. We've got supercomputers in our hands. There's more power in these iPhones than sent people to the moon Mm -hmm. in the late 1960s. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you've got people who, by the way, have made a decision, Google made a decision to work with the Chinese military mm-hmm. with AI, mm-hmm. machine learning. And woke with us. But we're woke enough, I guess, not to do it with the United States of America. So there's a lot on the line here. So I, I'm, um, we're committed um, to moving this lawsuit forward. And it's a powerful tool. Now, these things, antitrust cases, take a long time. But the discovery that could come from all of this, I think would be telling too. And I think Google's afraid of that. It is, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's quite a, a, a read. You should read it. It's again, about 170 pages, but how many States are involved in this? Well, now? I think all in all, there's a couple of different lawsuits. It's pretty bipartisan. Now, interestingly, different States come at this for different reasons. Uh huh. You know, it's, uh-huh. it's really an interesting kind of when the political spectrum looks more like a circle than linear, I think that's kind of what you got here. Yeah. So um, one last thing they're putting through, I've got one minute. Uh, they're putting through a new FCC commissioner. Uh, and we're very concerned about freedom of speech, yeah. especially on public airwaves. Um, you are one of the, the uh, attorney generals that will stand for, broadcasters absolutely and like we did by the way for second amendment rights and that that nominee got spiked yeah. right yeah uh, we were the we pushed back against merrick garland for sick in the doj yep and uh the fbi on parents so we'll be on that front line again I, nothing could be more important than the free expression of ideas it's the it's the pressure release valve for our republic Eric Schmidt, and important, as he said, to point out, not the one from Google. Uh, He is the Missouri Attorney General and running for U.S. Senate. You can find his uh, information at SchmidtForSenate.com. That's SchmidtForSenate.com. Eric, thank you so much for all you do. Great to be with you, Glenn. God bless. So it is going to be kind of difficult to uh, find Christmas presents on the shelves. May I suggest something that is radically different for somebody? Uh, you're not going to find it on a shelf per se. It's a rec tech. Uh, give yourself this gift. Give your family, somebody you love, a rec tech grill. I've had my rec tech now for a couple of years, and they are fantastic. It has smart grill technology, which cooks everything for you. Make sure that the food gets heated evenly throughout. Um, it, uh, it has a little alarm when, you know, hey, it's uh, getting overdone. Uh, it tells you everything. I haven't burned a single thing on my rec deck. I used to burn 
everything. Incredibly versatile. You can use it to grill, smoke, even to bake. There is nothing like it on the market, uh, and you're going to be very happy at the price point. This thing is built like an American Buick. I mean, a 1956 Buick. It's Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q. Visit Rectech with a Q dot com and perhaps get somebody the gift of grilling for Christmas. R-E-C-T-E-Q, Rectech dot com. Steve Dace, Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, Glenn Beck, Pat Gray, Stu Does America, and more, all part of Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. So I don't know how Bill Maher still has a job uh, on HBO because he is more and more in line with uh, the middle of America than he is with the coastal elites. Here he is this Friday on a couple of rants about the vaccine and the mandates. Listen. I'm not sure what the latest Dr. Fauci thing was on Halloween. He's changed his mind a lot, but I think it was go and do it. I hope so, because it certainly has been my position since the beginning of this. Just resume living. Uh, you know, I mean, come on, the, the, the 15 of 100,000 that's where we are cases in California. 15 cases per 100,000 people. I know some people seem to not want to give up on the wonderful pandemic, but you know what? <laughs> it's over. There's always going to be a variance. You shouldn't have to wear masks. I should be able, I haven't had a meeting with my staff since March of 2020. Why? Vaccine, mask, pick one. You gotta pick. You can't make me mask if I've had the vaccine. Because it's the Democrats who seem to be, I mean, I travel in every state now back on, back on the road, and the red states are a joy, and the blue states are a pain in the ass <laughs> for no reason. Just a little messaging. I mean, I see it all the time. I saw it driving in today. People outside, alone, walking with a mask. It's so stupid. It's, it's, it's an amulet. Yes. You know, yes. something a charm people a wear scapula. around neck yes. to ward away evil exactly. spirits. It means nothing. I mean, can't we get people to understand the facts more? Who is the zombie woman that was up there? Yes. Yes. I liked her. I don't know, but I liked her. I liked her too, but it just seemed like a zombie. Um, anyway, but maybe that's just me. Um, next week, what day is it? I think it's either next week or the week after week after next uh is our um is our expose on covid19 where we will tell you uh exactly how this thing happened and uh i you know i doubt that you're going to hear about it on um google or twitter or anywhere else but it is after months and months and months of work and everything has been checked and double checked. The only reason why it's on not, not on next week is we just want to make sure that we have every single document in hand. So the proof is all there because um, Fauci is not a good guy. Now, I know this is going to come as a surprise to a lot of people. Stunner. Yeah, but not a good guy. Not a good guy. What's your evidence for something like that? What would you? Oh, uh, watch. This might be a two-hour special. <laughs> honestly, honestly, 
it might be a five day special. I, I'm not sure yet. I mean, I'm looking there's a lot at, there. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. And um, and Fauci is. He, he I think personally. There's a chance he will go to jail if any of this if if he wasn't in with all of the elites, he would go to jail. Um, he has lied and covered up and uh, in some ways, I believe, responsible for COVID-19. That's quite a charge. Yeah. It's yeah. quite a charge. I know. I know. <laughs> You're I know. laying out the evidence for this charge? You're laying out the evidence. Because, you know, you, you can go back and I think question a lot of the things he's talked about as uh, as Senator Rand Paul has and, and many others have as well. You know, it becomes more problematic as you get later on and we learn more and more about what he was doing at that time and knew at that time. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it, and he's, said and didn't say. Yeah. You know, it's really it, it, you know, because he's the, the noble lie factor really bothers me. This idea that he's allowed to tell us lies because his intent was, quote unquote, good. And he was trying to uh, save us all from this uh, deadly virus. And, and like. That's just not acceptable. Not in the United States. You, you need to tell the truth. You need to say what you think herd immunity is at See, the time. Is, you, and what this, you, this sorry, is the, I'm sorry. This is the problem with the current regime. And that is that they don't believe in you. They don't believe you deserve to know the truth. They'll just get it done because you're going to stand in the way. And Fauci, one of the things that Fauci thought, you know, people would stand in the way of was gain of function. And he's right. But he hasn't paid a price for this at all. And they're going for more gain of function. They are actually trying to finance now gain of function much more than we ever have. Hmm. And it's bad. One of the guys who's been really strong on Fauci is um, is Rand Paul. A doctor, uh, Dr. Rand Paul, welcome to the program. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. Tomorrow is another uh, is another showdown, is it not? The the Senate Committee on Health and Education, Labor, and Pensions. Uh, Thursday morning. Yep. Two days from now. Oh, two days from now. Back yeah. at it. And the thing is, is with um, the gain of function, he's not admitted it, but even the NIH admits that the viruses that they were merging gained in lethality. He's somehow quibbling with the wording and saying, yeah, they got worse, they got more dangerous, but we, they didn't really gain in function. So I think nobody believes what he's trying to say anymore, and so we will be going back at it. But the real problem is this. It could be much worse. The virus that came out of the lab in Wuhan, which we believe came out of the lab, had a 1% mortality, and it's disrupted the whole world. And it's been obviously sad for the 5 million people who died around the world. But what if it's a 15% mortality next mm -hmm. time? There, there's a professor from MIT called Kevin Esbelt who's been active in CRISPR research. This is where you do gene technology, and yep. maybe someday we'll be able to cure things like hemophilia and other genetic diseases. But he's a leader in this field. He's not a partisan. He wrote in the Washington Post about a week or two ago and said that this type of research is so dangerous that it could be civilization-threatening. And those are pretty strong words, and yet... We've not had one committee hearing on gain of function. We have not had one committee hearing on the origin of this virus. 
And right now, all of the evidence, virtually all of the evidence, points towards it coming from a lab, not from an animal. So I will tell you, we have some uh, things. I'm doing a special in a couple of weeks, and we have put together some puzzle pieces. They knew exactly what they were doing in Wuhan, and uh, and there were several members of the Fauci club that knew exactly what they are doing. And what scares me is the arrogance of these people that were involved and the fact that they want even more money. They think that this is a is a sign that they need to go and look for all kinds of uh, diseases and and uh, uh, and covid like viruses that could possibly hurt us and do gain a function on all of them. So we're prepared. That seems like insanity. Well, realize as we speak, money is still flowing. U.S. taxpayer dollars are still flowing to Wuhan, to these labs. There's a um, grant that was extended from 2020 to 2025 that was revealed by a, a Freedom of Information Act. When Fauci's been asked, do you still trust the Chinese? He says, yes, that's where the viruses are. We have to be there. We have to be involved with their research. But the thing is, is we're not talking about a democracy or a republic. We're, we're not talking about a free society. We're talking about a society where one party rules China and where the military is I- intricately involved in this type of research. And Fauci's response is, oh, well, the viruses we've looked at are too distant from COVID to be COVID. But we've never made that point. So he's arguing a straw man argument. Well, we've made the point is that the type of research could have created COVID. And actually, one of the research proposals, ironically, one of the ones that was turned down, would have inserted a cleavage site or a site to attach to the cells that looks just like COVID. Now, they say they, they, we didn't fund that one, but nobody's saying that the Chinese didn't pursue it on their own. And my fear is that we could get a pan- pandemic 10 times worse than what we just experienced if we're not going to control what's going on in these labs. So one of the other problems with all of this is um, not only does he not have any credibility, all of these things are being forced down the throats of Americans. And quite honestly, Rand, you know this, the, the Americans push back when they're told what to do. Uh, and this administration has done absolutely the opposite of everything that would actually make people feel comfortable with the vaccine and getting it. And now we are having people losing their jobs, uh, losing their reputations just because they won't get a, uh, a vaccine on something that has not even been mandated yet, except for federal employees. Well, and realize that uh, the science of this is that if you've had the disease, your immunity is as good as someone who's vaccinated or better. In fact, a large study out of Israel, two and a half million patients, showed that uh, your immunity is significantly better if you got it naturally. Now, this isn't an argument against the vaccine, but it's an argument that vaccine plus natural immunity complement each other. And that if we're going to discount natural immunity, it's, it's completely unscientific and unfair to fire our doctors and nurses and firefighters and policemen, many of whom have had the disease naturally. If you're not going to test for their immunity and you're going to force them, it's really more about the act of submission. They will not bend the knee. They will not bend the knee to Dr. Fauci and to the collectivists everywhere. So you're going to have to fire them. But it's a great insult to these people and we should resist it. And are, do you see any justice coming for those people? I mean, will you well, be able you know, to will you be able is, to sue and win? Is this even constitutional? It takes forever to get through the courts, but I hope people will pursue it through the courts. 
The one thing that may happen is we already have huge problems in the distribution of goods, both because of the lockdown, because of inflation, because of rules against independent truckers. All this is out there. What do you think happens? We've seen some uh, interruptions where nobody knows for sure, but I think the pilots are sending message to the airlines. They don't like the mandate. Mm-hmm. We saw a thousand flights canceled by Southwest a month or two ago and then again by American. And people say, well, everybody's denying it anything to do with the mandate. The reason is because the federal law, it makes it illegal to strike. So you find people coincidentally having a sick day altogether, but they are sending a message. So what happens? We're already short of policemen because the left have gone crazy vilifying our our local police forces. Now what happens if we drop by 20 percent? What if we lose 20 percent of pilots, 20 percent of air traffic controllers? You can see the disaster. And it's the opposite of what we normally do. In a time of a crisis, those who are essential workers are usually exempt from mandates like mm-hmm. this. But we're saying, oh, no, you know, submission is so important that we want, we're going to fire you even if it disrupts and makes the public less safe. And, and I don't think that it is a coincidence that they picked November 22nd. That is the week of the largest travel <laughs> in the United States. They're insane. They're insane. It's, it's always insane flying that time of year. Can you imagine what it's going to be? If we all of a sudden are firing everyone, I mean, these people really literally, they don't want to be in power. They are so insane. And what they're offering us is just chaos. And so do you think anybody in 2022 is going to want to return any of these people to office? I don't know. It's a recipe for disaster for the country, but also for all the Democrats that are advocating this. Quickly back to Fauci. Um, What's the truth on the dog thing? The truth is, is that, look, I'm in medicine. I've been around animal research, and some of it is necessary. But I've come more and more to the opinion that it uh, isn't policed very well, that Dr. Fauci doesn't have good judgment. And the idea of cutting out the vocal cords of uh, beagles so you can't hear them crying out in pain to me is disgusting. And And that's true? uh, They did that? That's what that's from everything I have been given the information. I would say, yes, that it is true. And I'll reserve judgment if somebody can find that that's not true. But that's what we're hearing. We've seen it published in many different locations. And uh, the research did exist in Tunisia is where they sent this to happen. And so, yeah, a lot of research that just somebody's curious about, hey, wonder what would happen if we do this. That doesn't mean that we should torture dogs or, or pets in order to do this. The other thing we've done recently is I've actually decided that the mandates that mandate animal testing should be removed. So I have a bill called the FDA Modernization Act, and in it we say that a 1938 law that mandates animal testing should be voluntary. doesn't mean there'll be no animal animal testing, but it does mean that if the scientists are convinced that they can study safety and efficacy without animals, that they don't have to use animals. I think that's wise. Thank you so much, Ren. Appreciate it. Senator Rand Paul. Excellent. From the great state of Kentucky. If you're one of the millions of Americans who live their lives with frequent and often debilitating aches and pains, what would you give to be free of it? If I said you could possibly be free of it with 20 bucks, I think I am. I, well, I know. I paid that. 20 bucks just for the chance? If I told you the odds that it would work, in your favor, 70% of those who try it go on to order more. Doesn't work for about 30%. Okay, 20 bucks. Odds are for me. Why haven't you called Relief Factor? Relief Factor, it's not a drug developed by doctors. Uh, and they have the three-week quick start trial pack for only nineteen ninety-five. 
So try it for three weeks. Take it as directed. I take mine three times a day as directed. And my pain is so much better. I have my life back. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Another victim of the mandate, this time a nurse in California. I am being escorted out of Kaiser Permanente Hospital for um, my religious beliefs because I don't want to get the jab. And um, I asked all day for someone to explain to me why my sincerely held religious beliefs are not good enough for Kaiser. And no one was able to do that for me. Bye. So now they're escorting me out because I wanted an answer and I'm not leaving without an answer. And I have some nurses here who are standing with me in solidarity and I appreciate that. And I just want all of you to count the cost. I want you to watch this and think what really matters to me because I am willing to lose my safety and security, my house, everything for my freedom. And I want you to think about that. 